Hey there, this is Meg. I'm your host, and you are listening to Mental Status, a podcast about burnout for people in the mental health profession. I wanted to talk to you real quick about a new project that I've been working on. It's called the Anti-Work Therapist Collective. Uh, And it's a cool space that I have been working on creating for other therapists who are quite honestly uh, frustrated with the way that the system works and who are looking to disentangle their identity from the work. Um, So this space is created specifically for therapists uh, and it is a place where, um, you know, we're just, we're learning how to to re-embrace our own humanity and re-embrace the things that make us as therapists human. Um, So there's going to be a lot of cool stuff that's happening in this space. Uh, We're going to have live events where we do some workshops and we learn some new skills. Um, The first workshop that's coming up in January of 2022 is a workshop where we're going to talk about dialoguing with the guilt that we feel when we set boundaries in the workplace. Um, So I think it's going to be pretty cool. I would love to have you check it out. Um, There's going to be a lot of other cool stuff in there too. Um, It's a space where there's going to be self-paced courses around anti-work philosophy. Um, And I'm, I'm doing kind of a blend between like learning specific skills um, and specific things that you can use day to day to make your work life a little bit more balanced. Um, But there's also uh, an intuitive side to it where we're going to be exploring the more human side of ourselves um, and learning how to lean into pleasure and joy and um, kind of some of the darker stuff, darker meaning shadow work around us as humans and unlearning a lot of the... um, Quite honestly, the negative messages that we've heard about who we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do as helpers in this world. So um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be in there. This is going to be replacing the Patreon page. Quite honestly, the the Patreon didn't have as much of the functionality as I wanted. And this space, which is going to be hosted on Mighty Networks, uh, it really just gives us a better opportunity to be in community with one another and to do um, both collective learning and self-paced learning. So if you're interested, I would encourage you to go to the show notes and uh, click on the link that I have in there to join. You can also find the link to this in my social media on Instagram. Um, It's going to be in that little link in bio thing. Uh, It's called the Anti-Work Therapist Collective. So if that's something that you're interested in, I would definitely love to see you in there. Um, it is a membership space, so um, just so you know, there there's a cost associated to make sure that the space can stay independent um, and that we're able to run it the way that, that we want to run it. So that's that. Um, I do hope to see you in there. If you have questions, you know, send me an email. <clears throat> I'm always happy to talk with folks and always happy to um, kind of explore what this type of space might mean for you. Uh, if you're to, you know, come and participate with us. So yeah, I would love to see you in there and let's get on with the show. Quick disclaimer, because you know, that stuff is important these days. Uh, Mental Status is a podcast about burnout in the mental health field. It's for entertainment and educational purposes only. This is not therapy and this is not clinical supervision. 
There are no CEUs associated with this podcast. Enjoy it and share it as you will. And if you're in a space where you're needing deeper support, please seek out therapy or supervision for yourself from somebody who is qualified to provide those services for you. Okay, here we go. Hello, everybody. It is me, Megan, your host. Um, I am here on, uh, what is it today? Sunday, January 2nd. Um, I'm just kind of swinging in because I felt like today would be a good day to do a kind of like a New Year's reflection um, episode, a chance to kind of just reflect a little bit on the the year that 2021 was uh, for me. You know, obviously this is a bit more personal, um, but I felt like it would be good to to think about and reflect on the things that happened over the last year and talk just a little bit about what I'm hoping will happen this year. Um, so in thinking about doing this episode, I was immediately brought back just a couple days ago, actually, um, and kind of thinking about how I felt on New Year's Eve. Um, my, my partner and his son had decided to go out for not a midnight run. It was like an 11 PM run on New Year's Eve. And so they went out for their run together. It was, it was kind of foggy and not cold uh, as one might expect Indiana to be in December. Um, which I think is an experience that a lot of us had this year. It was just not a very, not a very cold December. Um, but anyways, so they had gone on their run and I was, hanging out at home with the cats <laughs> as per usual, just me and the cats hanging out. Um, and I put on the song called in the new year by the Walkmen, which it's a song that I tend to listen to on most new year's Eve slash day. Um, in, in, at least in recent years, I bring that song up, uh, around new years and it's, you know, it's a song about the new year. Um, and as I was listening, I noticed myself just tearing up, like I was becoming emotional as I was listening to this song and thinking about the message in the song, which one of the lyrics, if I'm remembering correctly, is something like, I know that this is going to be a good year. Um, and I think the thing that made it feel emotional for me is that there is, there's a big part of me that really wants to believe that there's a big part of me that wants to put some, some trust into the idea that 2022 could be good, uh, at least comparatively (laughs) to the last few years. Um, and that there could be genuinely good things that come out of the year, not just for myself, although that would be nice. Um, but for, for the people around me and for the communities that I'm part of and, you know, for, for the nation that I live in, for the world that I live in, there was a moment of just really, really hoping and wishing that that would be true. And I think the reason I was getting emotional is, as many of you very well know, it can be really hard sometimes to to trust that, to trust that it can be good, 
um, to trust that things will be okay, that it'll be a good year, maybe even a great year in some ways. Um, it's been hard, at least for me, to trust that since probably 2016. <laughs> um, I feel like 2015 was really the last year where I remember feeling like going into the new year, not really feeling a sense of dread or at least heightened expectation um, and anticipation for things not going well. So this New Year's Eve, I was hanging out by myself while they were on their run, listening to this song and starting to cry. And by myself in the living room, I just sat there and said out loud to no one in particular, like 2021 really sucked. Um, that was kind of an over overgeneralization for myself in that moment. But in that moment, it felt most true was to say that 2021 sucked. Um, and I can only really speak about that on a personal level right now. And I will give, you know, the disclaimer that there were some really great parts of 2021 as well. It wasn't just a, an awful year for me. And I want to be able to recognize that. Um, but there was a lot of struggle for me in 2021. Um, when the year started, I had just quit the, uh, the nonprofit job that I was working. <clears throat> I'd finished up with that job in December of 2020. And so I was coming off of a three-month period of really extensive stress and, and burnout. I mean, that, that job is not the bit, not the main reason, but one of the big reasons behind this podcast and why it exists is to be able to talk about the, the ways that I was feeling at that time when I was in that job. So I'd quit the nonprofit job where, you know, I'd worked for three months. And during those three months, I got, um, COVID <laughs> and had some really intense, uh, physiological stress responses. And in January, I started full-time with a group practice that was about 30 minutes away from my home, and I was doing in-person sessions. And I mean, to be quite honest, in the beginning, it felt wonderful because I always knew for myself that I wanted to work my way toward being in private practice. I was still pre-licensed. Uh, we call it associate level here in Indiana. So um, I wasn't I wasn't able to go full private practice for myself at that time, but I was in a group practice and I had a supervisor on site and things felt really good. Um, but really, really quickly, I started to realize that um, the work within that particular group practice did not feel uh, financially viable for me. So even though I was doing work with clients that felt much more in line with where I wanted to go as a clinician and what I wanted to do and the type of environment that I wanted to be in. Um, I almost immediately within a month or two, I was experiencing yet again, heightened le levels of stress this time about money. Um, at the, at the nonprofit where I worked previously, the money wasn't it wasn't a huge concern. Uh, there was some concern, mostly because 
when I started that job, my partner who had been laid off from working in the restaurant industry had still not found full-time employment. So we were, we were relying on my salary, which was enough for us to get by. Um, but it had gotten to a point where I was absolutely desperate to leave the nonprofit. I just, I couldn't make it work for myself. So I left without him having that full-time job yet, which we're really fortunate. He got a full-time job within a month of me being full-time at the, the group practice. So that was, a, that was better. Um, but even then, the wages that I was earning at the group practice and the amount, the amount of hours that I was getting, because I was only able to bill strictly for um, services provided. We didn't have like a late cancellation fee or anything like that. It wasn't enough. And I started getting pretty stressed pretty quickly um, once again. And I was really... Uh, at, at certain points, I kind of got beside myself with worry about money. Um, I remember, I think it was probably in March of 2021, I had gone for a walk outside in, in the neighborhoods close to my house. Um, and I had walked to a cemetery, which is a spot I tend to like to walk to if I'm near a cemetery. I like to walk through them. Um, so I remember walking to the cemetery near my home and listening to music or something. And I just... I broke down crying in the cemetery and I remember having the thought, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to make it work? Um, because as much as I loved the work that I was doing and as much as I appreciated the clients I was seeing and the experience that I was getting, um, I couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about and worrying about my financial security. And that was a theme that persisted um, basically the whole year until, until I left that group practice in November, um, and went full-time with my own private practice. So and I, I was reflecting on my year, um, in my personal social media space, which I actually hadn't been on, hadn't been active on that for the majority of 2021, but I got back on and started reconnecting with people on there and was talking about and thinking about, you know, if I were to do a year-end recap, what, what would be the highlights of my year? Um, and to be quite honest with you, the majority of the highlights and the things that I did, at least the things that I remembered and the things that I, I came up with to talk about with my friends uh, and the people on my private social media, they all had to do with work. It was all work related. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I started to think about that, you know, like the vast majority of the past several years of my life. Um, sorry, that was a, I'm holding cards in my hand as I'm recording this. Cause I feel like I want something to play with. Um, the vast majority of the past couple years of my life have been really heavily focused on work and professional achievement and growth and all that stuff, which I feel like that's pretty normal for people who 
especially for those of us who just graduate from a program, whether that is just graduating from, you know, undergrad and we're getting into our first jobs, or especially graduating with a specialized master's degree or a doctorate degree, now you've really put a lot of time and energy and effort into focusing on something. And so I think for a lot of us, it's natural to lean really far into that and put a lot of focus and energy into it. And I've, I'm, I'm not exempt from that. I've put a lot of my time and a lot of my energy and my hopes and my aspirations and my dreams into my work. And so I feel lucky that it's work that is ultimately really fulfilling and that I personally for myself feel like it has a lot of value and I'm able to make an impact in the world around me. But that doesn't necessarily take away from the fact that my life has at times been, I won't say put on hold. Actually, no, I will. I have put my life on hold in a lot of ways for my career. Um, And I've been very proud at many points in my career to, you know, talk about that next step that I've achieved and to talk about the processes that I've gone through to get where I am today. Like if you had told me January 2nd of 2021, this time last year, that I would be sitting in my office recording a podcast, having just finished up with some sessions with some of my very own private practice clients I would have been overjoyed and a little confused, but mostly just really excited. So it's kind of, it's complex for me in in looking back and reflecting on things because there is a lot of happiness that I've found in my work and there's a lot of feelings of achievement and feelings of success and gratitude and pride. But over the past, I'd say a couple months especially, Um, as I, I got off of the, the pressure high of being in a work environment where I was constantly stressed about money and I've gotten to a point where I've been able to create a business for myself that is supportive of myself. Um, it's really started to highlight very strongly how, how much of my life has been about my career. And it's made me think about the other things in my life that I have kind of pushed to the side, intentionally or unintentionally. Um, It's made me think about the things that I have believed I couldn't have, things that I didn't believe were possible for me. Um, Things like, you know, more than a few days off of work. Um... Or, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm struggling to come up with a lot of different examples other than, like, l- leisure time and t- downtime and time to play. Um, I know, especially over the last year, I have really deprioritized my own physical health at many different points because I felt like 
well, you know, like my body can withstand some extra stress now. And so I need to, I need to put in the time. I need to put in the effort. I have to work. I have to work late. I have to work weekends. I have to see a a shit ton of people every single week. Even when I reach the point where I feel like I am exhausted because it's more important to be financially stable right now in my life. And, you know, someday eventually I'll get to a point where I don't have to work this hard. But for now, I'm just, I'm going to deprioritize uh, taking care of myself physically, which (laughs) isn't, that's not, that's not the way that I've been in the past. Like even through graduate school, when I was working in an unrelated industry, I was doing um, kind of like software design and marketing and shit. Even during grad school where I had a full-time job and then eventually like a 70% time job with an unpaid internship and full-time school, I still prioritized my health. I still did what I could to exercise, move my body, eat food that helps me feel good. Um, I, I did those things. And for some reason, over 2021, there was some part of me that didn't feel like that was, it wasn't necessary. It wasn't something that I could or should focus on. Other things that I feel like I kind of lost to the new year or to the the, the last year in 2021 was just like opportunities to explore this place that I live in. Um, If you've been listening for any length of time, you probably are familiar with my story, which is, you know, summer of 2020, I moved from Minneapolis, Minnesota which is where I'd been living for several years, to rural Indiana to be with my partner um, because he's from here and he has family here and all that kind of stuff. So I moved to be closer to him and to eventually move in with him. And the area that we live in, I mean, I'll just, I'll say it like the, the general culture and vibe is not one that is my favorite. Like, it's not awful, but it's not, it's not a place where I would inherently feel at home. So I think working a lot and focusing on my career gave me an excuse to not put a lot of energy or effort into knowing the place that I live beyond uh, the typical uh, neighborhood roads that I walk when we, when my partner and I take our daily walk. Um, it hasn't really pushed me to seek a lot within the community. Um, I have not made friends. I've, and I've been here for a year and a half. Um, I mean, okay, so that's not completely true. I've made some friends and they're, (laughs) they're professional friends and they're amazing people. And through this podcast, I've met people who I really jive with, and I think they're super awesome. And all of these people that I've met and brought into my life have all been virtual. I haven't met any of them in person. I haven't had an opportunity to go out and, and 
hang out with friends and like and even with COVID it's not like we would do that a ton anyways but like during the summer months um when I lived in Minneapolis I I would occasionally you know meet up with friends at a park and we'd hang out maybe get some ice cream and we could bike around and it was great and here being a transplant and being someone who holds political and cultural views which are in opposition to the majority of people who live here um it's been a little more difficult to find a place where I feel like I fit so that's just made it really really easy for me to dive headfirst into my professional world and to focus on my career and um focus on you know like working as much as I can and then starting a business and then marketing the business and getting the clients and networking and all that kind of stuff. And again, I I, I want to, I want to emphasize that like, this isn't all negative. There have been some honestly very cool things that have happened in my life over the past year as a result of me you know, really investing in myself professionally. But I think I would be remiss if I didn't also mention how doing that and investing so heavily into my professional world and not investing super heavily into my, my personal world, my relationships world, my physical health world, my spiritual health world, my joy, my pleasure, all this stuff, like it, the, the balance is off and it has become really clear to me, especially in recent months, as I've had a little bit more time to reflect and a little bit more time to be, um, honest with myself about that. It's become more clear how I can't, I can't keep doing that. And I don't want to bring that energy with me into 2022. Um, so those are some of the reflections that I have about 2021. And like, in retrospect, it's pretty easy for me to see <laughs> how, <clears throat> how all of this stuff has um, contributed to burnout. And it's It's funny that I'm talking about it on this podcast about burnout, which is like this whole podcast is a byproduct of my overinvestment and my kind of my obsession with trying to make my professional world whatever it was I thought it needed to be. And my my railing against the difficulties I was having. Um, and my, my anger with how things had played out and the frustration I felt at working my ass off quite literally, like just, I, I worked, I worked a lot of hours and I put a lot of energy into things in 2021. And I remember having a conversation a few months ago with my partner on one of our walks And during that walk, I started crying and I said, you know, I've felt so frustrated and so like I'm stuck because from my 
perception, I have put in the work. I have done so much. I've put in hours and hours of work and I'm not seeing the output that I thought I would. I'm not seeing either the financial gains or the, I don't even know what else I could expect or what I thought I was expecting, but I, I didn't see what I thought I should be seeing. And I was stressed all the time and irritable and recognizing that, that I had put in so many hours of work and so much time and that it felt like I wasn't being compensated and rewarded in the way that I wanted to. It just really laid bare for me how mismatched my expectations of the situation were with the reality of the situation. And that, I mean, what I'll say is that that situation, that feeling, that, that recognition, it really was what pushed me to start this podcast and start my own business and, you know, start that the anti-work therapist collective uh, and really put some energy into, um, you know, investing in myself as both a business owner and as the, the, I, I guess you could call me an employee of that business. It's just me, but like the one doing the work, I wanted to invest in myself and I wanted to create a business that would allow me to do the work that I love to do while not overworking myself and not tipping the scales so much in favor of a work life that dominates everything else. And I mean, it took me a little while to get comfortable with, with how things were going to be in my private practice. Um, I feel like I've made a lot of strides in that area and I've found, I found a specialty area that I, I feel really passionate about, which is of course, working with other mental health providers who are experiencing burnout. Um, I also really love doing the EMDR work that I've trained in and I find that really, really rewarding. Um, and it's taken me some time to get comfortable with the idea that I don't have to work myself into the ground. Like I don't have to grind myself up into dust in order to see um, financial comfort or even abundance to, to feel like I can be taken care of by my business and that it can do it can do for me what I need it to so long as I'm investing the time and the energy into creating systems that work. Um, and it's been cool because it has freed up more time for me to consider, you know, what I want to do with the, the anti-work therapist collective, um, and what I want to do with this podcast and the people that I'm talking to here it's given me more room to be creative and be excited and be open about making my own path. Um, and it's also really made it clear to me how important it's going to be for me to step away from work 
and to create systems that force me to step away from work, to, to create policies for myself and systems of accountability that allow me to back the fuck off and just be a human who is, I don't know, enjoying enjoying biking around the town that she lives in for however long she lives here, or who is open to the idea of a spontaneous trip to Chicago because we only live a couple hours from there, right? Like, these are parts of me that have existed and that have thrived in the past that have been, um, yeah, they've been overshadowed and pushed aside by the part of me that is obsessed with work and getting better at being a therapist and earning money and being financially secure and whatever it is, you know, I don't think it's wrong to want those things. And there's nothing in me that wants to say that I shouldn't want financial security and that I shouldn't want to feel like I can master some of these skills within my career. Um, But there is a part of me that really wants that obsessed work part to back off and to just take a fucking break, you know? Um, And I know that that part of me just, it just needs some help in feeling safe to do that. Uh, it needs help knowing that it'll be okay if, if I take a break, if I take a longer weekend. Um, it needs to know that it'll be safe if I do have a day where I need to call in sick and I can't show up for my clients because it hasn't felt safe in that for a really long time. And it, it, it wasn't just the group practice. Uh, it wasn't just the nonprofit before that. I mean, it's a lot of my work in the field. It has been centered around, you know, making sure that I am doing well so that I can serve my clients and making sure that, you know, client care comes above everything else. And this isn't me saying that I'm just going to say fuck it to taking care of my clients because that's obviously not it. But there has to be a balance where where I and where each and every single one of you can have that freedom and that security to say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm physically ill or I need a mental health day today. I cannot meet with people. It will not be in their best interest if I meet with them. And have have us know and trust that that is client care, right? That not showing up, you know, sick or dissociated or disconnected or, you know, not showing up with with the heaviness of grief hanging over us, giving ourselves the opportunity to feel those things and experience it and rest and heal, that that is also client care. It's modeling it to them. And it's also, you know, it's saying like, I want to show up when I'm doing well. And so when I am not well, I'm going to take care of myself. 
So as I reflect and I think about it, that's one of those things that I really want to bring into the new year with me is, I mean, yes, a trust that I can take a sick day if I need to. That's going to be really important, especially, obviously, with COVID. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, So if I fall ill, I need to be able to feel like I can trust that and feel safe in taking the time that I need to heal. But more than that, I want to feel safe in in my life, (laughs) which, okay, we're getting a little deep here. Maybe this is more of a therapy session for me. Solo therapy. Here we go. I, I need to feel safer in my life. Um, I need to be able to create rituals and routines for myself, um, within my business and within my relationships and just within myself that allow me to feel safe and supported in, being human and doing not just what I need to do, but what I want to do, uh, in in following things that I feel passionate about. Um, and knowing that it'll be okay for me to do that, knowing that if I need to, um, raise my fee that I can do that, or if I need to close my books for a while because I'm over full, and I can't take on anybody else, even if I really, really want to, knowing that I can do that. Um, if it means that I need to take a solo vacation for a couple days, I need to be able to trust that I can talk to my partner about that and, and make that request. Not even make a request, but just let him know. Let him know that I need that for myself. Um, I need to feel safe, safe again in my body, knowing that I can trust it, wanting it to trust me, (laughs) trust that it'll be taken care of, um, and trust that it will be, it will be cared for in the way that it has come to know from previous years, um, and that it, it doesn't have to be subjected to long hours of overwork and stress. Um, Yeah. So just really like in a lot of different ways, I want and need to learn the process of trusting again and reclaiming safety or creating safety or figuring out who or what I need to reach out to in order to create safety for myself. So those are really like, those are the big things for me in 2022, um, kind of like general goals that I would have for myself. Uh, and also in part of thinking of 2022, um, I'm not doing resolutions. It's fine if you are, uh, for myself, I don't really, I've never, I've never had a resolution that I've kept, (laughs) Um, cause I just don't really know that the science supports the idea of resolutions and goals like that, but all that aside, um, if you follow me on the anti-work therapist Instagram, or if you're in the collective, you probably already know about this, um, this Oracle card poll thing that I'm doing, but in considering 2022 and the types of things that I wanted to bring forward with me, I, I grabbed my beautiful Oracle card deck, which is actually the card deck I've had in my hands this whole time. Um, 
and I decided instead of just like looking through a random list on the internet for the word of the year, I was going to use my Oracle deck to find a word for myself. And after I shuffled the cards and I, you know, I spread them out, um, my finger landed on two cards equally. And the two cards that it landed on were abundance and drifting. Um, and based on the little booklet that I got for this card, or for this uh, deck of cards, um, abundance is just that, right? Like it's talking about having more, more than what you need uh, of any one thing. Um, it's like just overflowing with goodness. And I think in today's world, a lot of people associate the word abundance with financial wealth, which I'm going to be honest, I'm, <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. Um, but more than that, or in addition to that, for 2022, I'd really like to find abundance in general in my life, an overflowing of goodness, of all the goodness I can find and also bring to other people. So that's, you know, good feelings, uh, material goods, wealth, uh, emotions, things that support me and things that I can use to support other people and bring basically just that overflow of goodness into my life and theirs. And then with the card drifting, um, when I was reading through the little booklet, this one, it seems to be more about letting go, letting go of control, um, and just letting things happen. Um, which for me, <laughs> I will be the first to admit that I'm pretty prone to anxiety and wanting to plan and control um, and try to figure out for myself what exactly needs to happen and when and who's going to do what and what the processes are, which is, it's a good skill to have. And it served me really well in a lot of parts of my life, but there does come a point where obviously we can overplan and try to control the situation a little too much. So in addition to the abundance, another thing that I want to try for and really focus on in 2022 is Allowing things to happen, relinquishing some of that control, that, that illusion of control that I have over things and letting things unfold, um, wherever I'm able to, wherever it feels again, where it feels safe to do so. Um, I'm working on building up a sense of safety around letting go of control. So that's what I'm aiming for. <laughs> um, I think what that means for me business wise is I've learned, I've learned about myself over the past couple of months that I'm very much the type of person who, um, who just kind of likes to do their own thing and to follow their own impulses, I guess. Um, which can have sort of a negative connotation in, in our society, but I've gotten a lot of messages that, that my way of doing that is okay. Um, so business wise, 
I think I just got to sit here and say, I don't know. I don't know what 2022 is going to hold. I have some hopes and dreams. Um, obviously, financial security is a big part of that. Uh, growing, growing in my craft is a part of that. But also like being able to step away and refocus my energy on other parts of my life is going to be part of my business plan. Um, creating space and actually for myself, maybe even mandating. <laughs> so being the boss of my business, creating a PTO schedule where I block out times in my calendar and say, you are not working during these times. Um, a big part of my, my business <clears throat> and my work in the field with clients, with other clinicians is going to be about letting go, um, relinquishing some of that control and just seeing where things take me. Um, I have, I have a pretty good reason to believe that in 365 days, when I'm sitting here recording a podcast episode, if it's obviously, if it falls on a Sunday, whatever, in a year, I'm sitting here, I'm sure I will have a lot to reflect on in terms of my ability to relinquish control and to allow things to happen within my business and to trust, to trust some of my own instincts with things. And to trust that I don't need to have every single last step planned out before I can do something. Um, and I have some good reason to believe that I'll be able to reflect on the ways that abundance showed up in my life and how it impacted me. And, you know, not, not just in my business life, but hopefully more so in my personal life, how abundance made a difference for me. So that's what I got for you today. Um, it was kind of a ramble, but it was good to get out and kind of think through for myself. Talk a little bit about how the past year and past couple of years really have been uh, really heavily focused on career, which again has not been bad. Um, but it is easy for me to see how doing that and focusing in that way has contributed to burnout. Um, and just kind of think a little bit about what I want to do differently in 2022 and what I'm hoping for as the next year comes and eventually goes, uh, kind of thinking about where I want to be and the things I want to be talking about a year from now. Um, yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, I hope that each and every one of you has had a good enough, a decent enough, a, a whatever enough holiday season. I know that um, it is often not easy for a lot of folks around the holidays and therapists. We know that we are not immune from that. So however your holidays were, whatever ended up happening, um, I hope that you, I hope that you also have some time to reflect on the positives and the, I'm not going to call them negatives, but the not so positives maybe, or the challenges of 2021. I just kind of think a little bit about the energy that you're hoping to bring forward into the new year and 
the things that you're ready to at least start the process of letting go of, if not fully let go of in the new year, as well as the things that you're ready to welcome into your life in 2022. All right, that's all I have for you today. Um, Yeah, I hope y'all are well, and I will see you soon. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I hope that whoever or wherever you are, you can start having more conversations in your circles of support about better ways to support ourselves and to support each other through burnout. If you like today's show, please make sure to head over to wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you left a rating and a review on there to help get the word out. If you're looking for other ways to support the show, I would absolutely love to have you join the Mental Status Patreon community, which is now officially open. When you join Patreon, you'll get access to a supportive community of like-minded mental health professionals, where I will be offering a ton of high-quality, deeper-dive content related to burnout with everything from patron-exclusive podcast episodes and monthly webinars to access to the Mental Status Facebook community, Q&A sessions, and more. To join the Patreon community, head on over to patreon.com slash mentalstatuspod and pick the level of support that fits best for you. Again, that is patreon.com slash mentalstatuspod. Thanks so much, y'all. Until next time, take care of yourselves, and I will see you again soon.